When morning arrived in Wonderland, it brought with it no relief to Alice's disquiet. She woke, feeling just as drained as the night before. Her mind kept returning to those awful glimpses that made no sense, yet disturbed her so very deeply. Rising mechanically, Alice splashed cold water on her face and dressed in simple garments free of her usual armor. She had no formal appearances planned for today, but did have a light training session in mind for after breakfast. Right now, solitude ranked above all else. Alice avoided the great hall where breakfast was being served. Instead, she had the kitchen maid send up a tray of toast, fruit, and tea to her quaint library. Alice nibbled her food slowly, lacking appetite. She poured tea without adding sugar, needing its bracing bitterness to shake off this strange malaise. When she had eaten enough for manner's sake, Alice slipped silently from the castle. She didn't encounter a single soul along the way. Clearly, the honor ceremony's after-effects were making it a lazy morning for all. Alice struck out across the meadows, still wet with dew, wanting to revisit the site of yesterday's training. The fresh air and exercise might clear her mind of those troubling visions. She moved on instinct more than thought. But when Alice arrived at the familiar meadow, she found it was not empty. Nearby the stone ruins where she often rested, the March Hare and Mad Hatter set up a topsy-turvy table lavishly arrayed for tea. They were so engrossed in their activities, they didn't even notice Alice approach. The March Hare was asleep face down next to his tea, as usual. Every few moments, he would snort and lift his head, blinking in bleary confusion before dozing off again. The Mad Hatter carried on a lively conversation with himself, gesturing wildly and changing voices as he played each role. But my good sir, propriety must be maintained, he declared in a haughty tone before switching to a gruff, common accent. Blast propriety, this is a time for action. Watching the silly scene, Alice felt herself smile for the first time since waking. She cleared her throat discreetly to make her presence known. The Hatter glanced up. We needed a change of tea time scenery and was hoping the practice of your martial prowess would not mind an audience, he exclaimed innocently. Why, Sir Hatter, you and your noble knights of the tea table are always welcome in my presence, she responded. And with no more said, the day's training began. Alice's sword sliced through the air in deadly arcs and thrusts. She channeled all of her focus into the familiar movements forcing her mind into still clarity. The vorpal blade was an extension of her body, hewing and parrying with effortless grace. Alice had trained this way a thousand times before on quiet mornings in the meadow, but today her calm eluded her. Try as she might to empty her mind, Alice's thoughts kept erupting to the strange vision that had haunted her sleep last night. Clenching her jaw, she spun and unleashed a fierce volley of strikes against the imaginary enemy. The vorpal sword hummed as it rent the wind. Still, disquiet nodded Alice's heart. With a cry, she drove her blade into the earth and sank to her knees in the tall, cool grass. The ominous feeling had lingered even after she awoke in her bright castle bedchamber this morning. Alice lifted her hands and saw they still trembled faintly. Whatever evil had invaded her mind, she knew it was more than just a dream. She had felt such otherworldly malice surrounding her, unlike anything Wonderland could conjure. Alice took deep breaths, waiting for her pulse to steady itself. 
In the distance, she could hear birdsong and the soft babbling of a brook that wound through the meadow. Her beloved homeland never changed. She needed that sense of permanence now, when it felt like the ground was shifting under her feet. The honor ceremony, just two days ago, had reaffirmed her duty to defend this land until her last breath. Evil would find no easy conquest in her or Wonderland. Alice sheathed the blade at her hip and allowed herself one backward glance at the pastoral valley behind her. Golden sunlight illuminated the roiling meadows and distant forests in a sense of almost perfect beauty. This was the world she had sworn to protect. With quiet steps, Alice turned toward the dirt path that would lead her home. The journey back to the White Castle lifted Alice's spirits somewhat. Wonderland's sights and sounds filled her senses, reminding her of the goodness she fought for. In a small village, merchants hawked fragrant baked goods and vibrant blooms, calling friendly greetings to Alice as she passed through. Further down the forest trail, a flock of azure bluebirds serenaded her from the flowering dogwood branches. Alice smiled softly. Surely life could not be so ill-fated with such wonder still in it. By the time the white towers of the castle came into view, Alice felt lighter. Servants nodded respectfully as she entered through the courtyard and made her way up toward her private chambers. There she could wash up and ready herself for a quiet afternoon of reading on one of the castle parapets. She looked forward to losing herself in tales of valor and seeing herself in those heroes. But when Alice rounded the corner, still dust covered from the training fields, she nearly collided with the White Queen herself. The stately ruler's eyes widened at Alice's disheveled appearance. My dear, I've been looking for you everywhere, the queen exclaimed. Alice quickly bowed. I'm terribly sorry, your majesty. I was just about to make myself presentable. Please come with me immediately. There's something you must see. Exiting the castle and walking to the nearest wooded area of its perimeter, the queen frantically points to a spot just off center in a clearing of trees. It's that! The area of interest is currently occupied by a swirling bright blue mist, fluctuating speeds and density. On occasion, small sparks of electricity form and release into the surrounding air around its perimeter. Breaking the confusion and theories being thrown out randomly by the inquisitive crowd beginning to form, the blue sky suddenly split by a jagged bolt of violet lightning. With a burst of energy, a swirling portal opened within the mist. Alice jumped to her feet hand flying to the hilt of her still-sheathed sword. The Mad Hatter and March Hare huddled close behind her, eyes wide. A petite armored figure came tumbling out of the portal, red hair flying as she crashed to the ground. With a flurry of sparks, the portal returns back to its previous misty appearance. The mysterious girl groans and sits up slowly. Alice approaches guardedly. Are you alright? The girl's head jerks up, revealing a pretty face covered in freckles. Alice? Champion of Wonderland? She spoke with a familiar accent. I am she, Alice confirms, surprised this strange visitor knew her name. Who are you? I'm Wendy, Knight of the Never Realm. Please, you must help us. The Dark Deity Cthulhu has invaded and conquered my realm using vile magic. Even our most powerful shaman were only able to stop it. I barely managed to escape through that portal before the last remnants of Never's protective wards collapsed. Alice's brow furrowed at the foreign name, but there was no chance to ask for explanations. Just then, crimson soaked through a makeshift bandage around Wendy's stomach, painting the grass a crimson scarlet. Wendy gave a strangled cry, back arching against the agony. 
The queen gestured to her guards. Quickly, take her to the physicians before she bleeds out. No time. Cthulhu comes, she whispered in a thin voice. The armored men moved immediately, lifting Wendy as gently as they could manage. Still, a whimper escaped her clenched teeth as he carried her limp body to the castle. Alice rose, ready to follow them, but the queen held up a staying hand. Let the healers work swiftly, Alice. Now we must talk. The confused crowd shuffled out after Wendy's departure, leaving only Alice and the Queen standing before the blood-soaked ground the new visitor had recently occupied. Alice felt numb, unable to erase the image of Wendy's anguish. Your Majesty, please, who did this? Why was she alone, halfway to death's door? The Queen shook her head wearily. I know only what little you also know. Some terrible evil known as Cthulhu is devouring her homeland. She traveled here through one of their magical portals, seeking your help. Alice rocked back as if struck. My help? But why? You are our champion, Alice, the queen replied simply. Word of your courage has spread, even to other realms. Where knights and armies have failed, that girl, no doubt the champion of her own realm, hopes she might help her vanquish this Cthulhu. A mirthless laugh escaped Alice's throat before she could stop it. Me, against a force that could crush armies. She greatly overestimates my abilities, Your Majesty. The Queen studied her shrewdly. Does she? Many times you have accomplished deeds in Wonderland thought impossible. Your heroism could become legend elsewhere just as easily, unless she stepped closer. This evil you doubt your power to conquer is the very darkness that has haunted your dreams of late. Alice stared at her stunned. How could you know that? I see more than you realize, my champion. The queen placed a gentle hand on Alice's shoulder. But now you must decide. Will you answer Wendy's plea and face this Cthulhu she so fears? Or shall we bar our gates and leave others to their fates, as terrible as they may be? Alice turned away, conflicted. Was this the quest she had felt fate calling her toward these past nights? But to abandon all she knew and held dear, could she do it, even for a worthy cause? I cannot decide now, Alice murmured. Let me sit with her first. Her condition may still worsen. The queen nodded. Go to her, but return to me before sunset with your answer. Alice heard little of her own footsteps as she made her way back through familiar castle halls now seeming strange and cold. Her mind churned, trying to comprehend how she had awoken this morning to ordinary life only to now be pressed into a heroic undertaking beyond anything she had ever faced. She had scarcely wrapped her mind around the wounded knight's miraculous journey much less the harrowing tale she bore. At last Alice came to the infirmary, a bright room smelling of herbs and tinctures lining the shelves. White cots lay neatly between arched windows overlooking the courtyard gardens below. 
Wendy occupied the furthest cot, her face ghostly against the sheets, but she turned her head at Alice's entrance. I'm so very sorry to bring this dark news to your doorstep. Sorry these are the conditions in which we meet, she rasped, hints of a smile playing at her mouth. Alice quickly moved to kneel by the bedside, grasping Wendy's hand. She could see that thick bandages swaddled Wendy's abdomen beneath her night shift. Some color had returned to her cheeks, but pain still tensed her delicate features. Alice smoothed back Wendy's fiery locks. A fierce protectiveness welled up in Alice's heart. I have no doubt we have both taken similar oaths. Where the good have no champion, evil rules supreme, Alice replied. The healers say your constitution is strong, she told Wendy gently. You just need time to regain your strength after this ordeal. But Wendy was already shaking her head. Time is the one thing we don't have. Even now, Cthulhu's deranged worshippers pillage and burn everything in their path. No realm is safe. Her green eyes were feverishly bright. Alice squeezed her hand. Hush. Just rest for now. We will speak more about everything when you are healed. Wendy seized Alice's wrist with startling force. You don't understand, Alice. This is no mere human enemy that your sword can fell. She struggled to rise on the cot. Cthulhu. It is an ancient evil older than the bones of the universe. A dark god from beyond the stars. Even to glimpse it is to go mad. Her breathing turned ragged from the effort. Gently, Alice eased Wendy back down and pulled the coverlet over her shuddering form. She kept her tone soothing, as if comforting a child from a nightmare. I promise we'll do all we can against this evil, but raving won't help your health. Try to get some rest, Wendy. Alice stayed watching over her fitful sleep until she was certain the pain droughts had taken effect. Poor Wendy, she thought as she finally rose to leave. What horrors she must have witnessed in order to be so frantic. But there was little Alice could do until she knew more. Wendy's safety had to be her priority now. Alice's feet carried her along winding garden paths without conscious thought. Somehow, she knew this was not a choice that she could make with her mind alone. Her heart must guide her in this. But both felt paralyzed at the thought of embarking into the unknown. Alice settled onto a stone bench surrounded by moonflowers, their sweet perfume drifting on the evening breeze. Had it only been this morning that she trained in blessed solitude under the rising sun? Now it seemed her destiny balanced on the edge of a knife. The peaceful world she cherished may stand threatened, but was she ready to sacrifice all she knew in its defense? Lost in thought, she found herself outside the overgrown hedge maze where the caterpillar made his home. On impulse, she slipped between the verdant walls overhung with roses. The enigmatic caterpillar's wisdom was often cryptic, but he had never steered her wrong before. Alice hoped the serene, familiar surroundings would help quiet her mind. At the garden's heart sat a murky reflecting pool encircled by mossy stones. Emerald dragonflies hovered silently over the placid surface. And there, perched upon the tallest stone, waited the caterpillar. His ageless face was impassive, but his sapphire eyes held deep knowledge as they tracked Alice's approach. You seem troubled, my child, the caterpillar rasped in his reedy voice 
exhaling a curl of sapphire smoke that mingled with the haze already wreathing his head. Halting before him, Alice recounted all that had transpired, from Wendy's dire warnings to the Queen's tepid reaction. I don't know that I'm up to this task. I've always been prepared to give up my life for Wonderland. But this matter is different. What if this Cthulhu never makes his way here at all? The caterpillar nodded, pondering silently as his water pipe bubbled. At last he spoke. Evil exists only if good folk do nothing. But meddling in distant evils may cost more than you know. His eyes bored into hers. Tread carefully, Alist, lest your light be swallowed by the dark. So you're saying I should abandon Wendy's people to Cthulhu's evil? Turn my back on those in need. I did not say that, the caterpillar exhaled another languid curl of smoke. But know that every choice bears a cost. The way ahead will not be easy, but have faith in your own heart to light your path. With those final mystifying thoughts, the caterpillar vanished into a haze, leaving Alice alone again with her thoughts in the quiet garden. His advice, as usual, provided more questions than answers. But the encounter had renewed Alice's conviction that she must stay true to herself, even if others refused to see reason. As the last light faded from the overcast sky, Alice approached the small forest shrine that housed the legendary Vorpal Sword when not in use. Kneeling before the unadorned stone plinth, she sent up a silent prayer for courage and wisdom to make the right choices even when unclear. This ancient blade and the duty it embodied were her guiding star through any darkness. I thought I might find you out here. The walls whisper of dark tidings today, the cat continued mildly. The softly lisping voice broke her reverie. Alice raised her eyes to see the Cheshire cat perched on the garden wall, swishing his tail lazily as he stared down at her. In the fading light, only his incandescent eyes and razor curve of teeth were fully visible. Alice gave a rueful chuckle. Walls do have loose tongues, but I suppose you know already why Wendy came near death to our door. I know she carried warnings about this Cthulhu creature, though whether her tales are true or fantasy remains to be seen. The cat tilted his head, studying her. So now, the question falls to you. Should Wonderland's champion sally forth to battle evils unknown? Alice looked away with a sigh. You make it sound so noble, but in truth, I feel so very afraid. All my years of training never prepared me for something so beyond comprehension. She turned back to the cat's glowing gaze. What would you have me do? The cat blinked lazily. I cannot make your choice. But I think you know already what your heart decrees, even if your mind lags behind. 
He stretched, raking his claws along the stone. Have faith, Alice. No darkness in this world, or any other, can eclipse our inner light unless we allow it. With those final cryptic words, the cat vanished, leaving Alice alone on the moonlit path with only her thoughts for company. She sensed the truth of what he said. When she searched her heart, she found the spark of courage that had led her to draw the Vorpal Sword years ago still flickered within her. Alice straightened her resolution. Dangerous as it may be, she could not refuse Wendy's plea. To ignore Cthulhu's evil would be an even greater threat to the light she held dear. Sometimes faith demanded a sacrifice. Night had fully blanketed the castle by the time Alice walked back through the lamplit halls. Her soft footfalls echoed eerily against the vaulted ceilings framing darkness. But Alice did not falter. Her course was set. The guards admitted Alice to the queen's private chambers after she gave the passphrase. Inside, fragrant wood crackled in the hearth beneath a carved mantelpiece. The queen looked up from an ornate writing desk, a quill still poised in her hand. You have reached a decision, she stated simply, eyes searching Alice's face in the firelight. Alice sank into a curtsy before the queen, ceremonial sword clinking at her hip. When she looked up, her face was resolute. I have. At sunrise, I'll pass through Wendy's portal and seek out Cthulhu. The queen set her quill down slowly. I thought that would be your choice. But no, Alice, you carry more than your own fate with this quest now. All of Wonderland shall share in your victory or your defeat. Well, then I must not fail, Alice replied, fresh fear constricting her heart. The queen was right. This battle would determine far more than her own destiny if Cthulhu posed the threat Wendy described. But it was too late for second guesses. Stealing herself... Alice bowed again. With your permission, I shall make ready to depart. The queen waved a hand towards the door. Go, and may fortune follow your footsteps, brave Alice. Do not bring shame upon the seal of Wonderland. Do not bring shame upon those who love you the most. Back in her bedchamber, Alice lets her armor clatter to the floor. She collapsed onto the brocade bedspread that just last night had given her such untroubled sleep. Now, slumber felt a world away. In the darkness, Alice allowed her stoic composure to fracture. Tremors shook her slight frame. She was hardly more than a girl, yet tasked with a hero's errand that could cost everything if she failed. What had she just agreed to? The chill night offered no answers as Alice finally cried herself into dreamless exhaustion. But dawn came all the same. Alice watched the sunrise paint Wonderland blood red through her tower window. Irony, she mused. But there could be no more waiting. With grim purpose, she prepared herself to depart the only world she had ever known, bound for fates uncertain. After donning her armor, Alice went to the infirmary and found Wendy, wounds bandaged, and in the process of being helped into her own armor by House Squire, 
Alice inspected the thin blade Wendy carried. It was rapier style, heavily jeweled, and it bore a large P inlaid with rubies on its crossguard. The Queen told me of your brave decision. I can never repay this, Alice. Wendy threw her arms around Alice's neck, hugging her fiercely. Alice blinked back grateful tears, knowing this gesture might be their last. Goodbyes were brief, but bittersweet. The White Queen embraced Alice, begging her to take care. The March Hare and Mad Hatter both tried bolstering her spirits, but their apprehension was evident. With saddened hearts, Alice and Wendy slipped away to the portal site. Together, they walked the silent corridors and out across the whispering lawns still wet with dew. The first fiery rays of dawn struck the White Castle spires behind them. This may be the last time Alice ever saw her home. But she did not look back. Ahead, at the edge of the forest, glowed Wendy's shimmering portal. Its hypnotic light beckoned Alice towards destiny. The portal's violet glow lit the forest clearing with otherworldly luminescence. Alice carried only a pack of essential provisions and her sword. She needed to travel swiftly and lightly. Turning to Wendy, she squeezed her new friend's hand one last time. With slow steps, Alice approached the magical doorway. This was her final chance to turn back, to let others take up the quest. But she'd given her word. Drawing a deep breath, Alice took Wendy's hand once more. Then, before fear could paralyze her, she stepped into the portal's blinding radiance. Light swallowed her completely.